Mike check one two. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to ATI Auto Business. It's Friday. It's noon. It's time for Cars on the Move, where actually we have the melting block of ice. So what we're going to do is we're going to connect with Tim Scatalus, and we're going to talk about inventory that needs to get moved quickly. Why? Where we are on the status of vehicle supply. We're going to add Ty here in a minute uh, to go further into it. Please do leave a like. Share, copy, grab that YouTube link, jump in the live chat, say hello. Let us know what interests you. <clears throat> Ty, what's going on, man? What are you doing? I'm not in the transport parking lot today. You uh, are. Got, you're not. No, I'm not. No, you're not. Oh, okay. Doing some uh, office work today. And I'm actually happy about it. It's raining out, so if I was in the transport parking lot today, I'd be mm. getting wet. Uh, which, by the way, is another one of the things you need to think about before you just decide willy-nilly, I want to be a transport guy. The, if you don't like the outdoors and the weather, this may not be the job for you. Check this out. I want to share something with you. I saw this on LinkedIn today. Um, let me go ahead and share. Okay, yeah, so melting block of ice with Tim Scatalus. That's today. Um, chip shortages real, still happening. I'm sure we're going to cover some of that with Tim. Uh, repos are looking to grow. Uh, look at this, man. <laughs> I saw that. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's about a week old, but I saw that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> so, but the oh, my gosh part is the part where, look what kind of car that is. It's by a the Chevy way. Volt, I know. Yeah. So, first, how many, when you're grand. driving down the road, how many Chevy Volts do you see on the road? It would be like, you know, your Geo Metro needs body work and it's 50 grand. <laughs> it's nuts. It's funny that they know. even put like Florida State battery fee, buck and a half. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Good you just have job. to get that in there. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. that's insane. So it's like before you decide you want to get into car hauling, make sure you like the outdoors. Before you buy an EV, make sure you have some money set aside. That is some craziness. Did yeah. you see this? Uh, guess not. What's it say? The Hold life expectancy of a driver oh, yeah, yeah. is 16 years less than the average. Wow. You really yeah. get it at, you get it on all ends, don't you? Yeah. Well, wait till you go back and watch Wednesday, you know, with Brian, DOT. They talk about get you. Ooh, My trucking's goodness. not easy. Um, and, you know, that's why we surround ourselves with good people like pre-owned auto logistics. Everybody thinks broker is a dirty word. But, you know, last Friday we were at their corporate headquarters. And I think that's Peabody, which is basically Boston. And <clears throat> I got the, the opportunity to go in there, sit down with them, talk to them. I'm just telling you, if I was a carrier guy, I, I would definitely want them in my arsenal of uh, people that can help me build my business. So the pre-owned gang is... Uh, <clears throat> pretty cool there's so many changes going on and i was thinking about today's show i was really excited paul machines uh got tied up in a meeting he won't be making it but we got tim and uh i always appreciate both these guys i appreciate them on a on a, on a relationship level got to meet them got to shake their hands got to spend some time with them one-on-one -on -one, face to face and again that's that's one of the things i like about ati is most of the friends that we have on our show we, we know and we're always excited to have them on our show because they, they've got critical insights for the entire industry, the ecosystem, as Jay likes to talk about. But to see, I was thinking this morning about Tim and, and you know, what's, what, are, what are these guys going to have to say? We don't, we, this is live. We haven't sat down and said, okay, here's what we're going to talk about today. But I always get excited about it because as a transport guy, 
I always look at the car a lot. And just physically look at it. Is it full? Is it empty? So COVID's running around. We don't have any new cars on. You literally can drive to a car lot and look at the lot, and you know there are no new cars on the lot. You can literally go <laughs> say there's shortage of used cars on the lot because when you see them on the car lot parked like this versus parked like this, you've got <laughs> a shortage, right? Then you listen to these guys. You go inside past the parking lot, and you listen to a guy like Tim, and you listen to a guy like Paul, and you start seeing, and Jason Rice. I mean, all these guys are talking about. Okay, so during COVID, everybody's t talked about record profits and turn, those things. So as a carrier, you know you're going to be moving cars. They're, they're turning cars. They're selling them fast. Well, where are we today? So this is a great segue to bring Tim in today because I think things might be cooling off just a, tear, a hair, but I'm not the expert. Tim is. Tim does this every day, day in, day out. So, Jay, let's bring Tim in and see what he's got to say. All right, let's do it. And so uh, here's what we're going to do. Uh, up on center stage, we are now bringing in, uh, he's the man, he is the human melting block of ice. Tim Scatalis is at the door. Okay, let's see here. Tim, can you see us and hear us okay? Hey, hey, I'm here. Can you hear me now? We can see you. We can hear you. Welcome back to the show. Thank wow. you so much, Tim. <laughs> I forgot what YouTube felt like. I know, right? Yeah, I know, right? You gotta, you get, yeah. It's like a rebirth. Yeah, it's another. It's a new. Nah, it's September. Yeah, so great it's to Q4. see you guys. I have been, man, busier than a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. I'll tell you. Um, whew, good to see you. How? So when you yeah. say it, because last time we saw you, you're always busy, but. So you're Max Digital. Max Digital does stuff with car dealerships. Pretty much new car stores. Uh, yeah, ninety percent of our client base is franchise dealer. Right. You know, maybe fifteen percent. You know, eighty-five percent franchise, fifteen percent independent. Okay. Yeah, so, um, when you talk about new car inventory, yeah, I mean, I, I see that every day. There's there. The dealers are being enticed to have zero, for the most part, to have zero used cars, new cars at the end of every month. Um, most manufacturers are pressing their guys to sell out every month. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it does. Expand on that, though, because okay. what that when I hear that as a transport guy, I'm thinking, oh, wait a minute. You mean they're, they're, the, the guy that makes the cars is... is given the guy that sells the cars some kind of an incentive to hurry up and get rid of yeah so we've seen a lot of um games being played with pricing of new cars right with this market value right it's um you know not everybody's charging msrp for a new car um because it is a manufacturer suggested suggested retail price so i mean I, I, legally, you could you could argue whether they could charge over or not, but some some guys have chosen to. But the the manufacturer is saying, "Hey, listen, we've got cars, we've got cars coming. We can build you cars. Don't be holding on cars for gross. We want you to sell. When you sell out, we'll give you more. If you are holding on to inventory because you're asking too much, right? Because everybody else in the industry is selling out." we're going to penalize those dealers that hold on or have inventory at the end of the month versus those that do not. So that's why you're not seeing any inventory on the manufacturer or the franchise dealers lots. 
right? Well, um, but th that makes me ask the question because I've I've seen this in real life. I didn't know if it was real originally before, say, COVID and all this stuff. It was there is a, a, a separate location, uh, whether it's a parking garage or a field where dealers will put inventory that maybe they don't want on their lot right now. Is that is that what you're talking about? No, no. Of... This, these so so you could go buy a new car. I would tell you that it's probably a pretty okay time to go buy a new car right now. Um, you will likely not go home in that car tonight if you were to go to the dealership. You'll likely have to wait. Depending upon what you want, the manufacturer, you could wait 30 to 30 days, you know, one month to six to eight months. It just depends on what, what you want. But you can get a new car. Um, okay. They're not, they're not, they're not, they're not gone, right? The, the manufacturers are just a little slower to produce them. That's all. Yeah. So you, so you go to the Toyota <clears throat> store and you say, I want the, I want a RAV4, but I want that really cool galactic gray and I want it in the XLE with the sunroof. And they go, they'll go in and they'll go, oh, well, we have one coming next month. Do you want us to put your name on it? And you say yes and great. So, so they do it and they, that's how they're selling. So okay. anything so with Tahoes and Suburbans and all that stuff. Can I ask, so where's the chip short? Where are we on chip shortage? Do you know? So, you know, we're probably no different today with regards to uh, chips for automotive than we were a year or so ago. Um, for a couple of reasons, chips have evolved. Uh, the guys who make the chips are making chips for other people, right? There's, the, the, there's a, a greater demand. So we don't have uh, as many people producing I'm sorry, we have the same number of people producing chips, but we have a, a greater demand for the chip. I don't know if that makes sense. Does it? You know what I'm saying? Like, we want iPhones, we want computers, we want refrigerators, we want. Right. We want Everything door, needs chips. Ring doorbell, right. And, Everybody is, yeah. And I would think that the number of chips needed keeps going up. Correct. Right. More chips right. needed, same number of guys making chips. Right? Well. Yeah, keep going. I'm sorry. I just, it, it be, but you got me wondering here because if I, I'm thinking, okay, this almost sounds like build the order. Yeah, I, we're probably very much in a uh, what would feel like a build to order. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. I, the, you can't go down to the dealership and order a car anymore. You know, I just talked to a, a, a friend of mine. She wants to go down and get a Venza. And so I, She's like, I want to go order a Venza. So I said, this, this here, Jasmine, just so you know, you, you can't order a car. You go down there and say, hey, I'd like to get a Venza. They're like, okay, let me show you what we have coming in. Sort of like, let me show you what we have on the lot, right? But now it's just looking upstream. Well, we have a white one, we have a blue one, and we have a black one. I was really hoping for red. Well, let me see what I can do. And then maybe they could switch it with, you know, with somebody else. But the cars are, they're, they're, the, the cars they're building are the cars they're building. Right. So the reason I'm pointing this out is because I know I've got some friends that primarily transporters specialize in OEM moves. So whether that's from the rail yard or whether that's from the plant, they've got a, a bucket full of keys, a large, but we, we need to move all these cars, guys. And that's what we've all known forever from transportation. But it, now I'm just curious, how are you how do you manage we don't have 50,000 cars sitting in the field anymore. We've got 40,000 and they go to 30,000 different locations. Is that, is that? Yeah. Well, I would imagine it's, it's the cars are probably rolling right off 
the rail yard or the boat, right? Is that do Charleston, South Carolina, where they don't they come off the boat down there? And some well, Toyota, if yeah, yeah, you've got a bunch of ports, but if you're talking the domestics too, I mean, even Toyotas okay. here in the states, right? Right. The, okay, got so the domestics, yeah. you get them off the rail. Yeah, I imagine that the pressure to move the car quickly from the yard to the dealership um, is is as so, high as ever. So that's what it would be. The dealership becomes the distribution center. Mm -hmm. Here's a bunch right. that go to this city. Mm -hmm. Just take it to the dealer. Let him worry about it. And okay. so, all right. The melting block is the need for supply at this point. Well, so it? anytime we've always talked about the melting block of ice, that always had to do with depreciation, right? And that's on the used car side. So what we're seeing on the used car side is it's very different than what we're seeing on the new car side. Um, the used car customer, let's just call them the, the consumer, is exhausted. They are, they're just done, right? They're tired of hearing how I have to pay over MSRP. I, I can't get what I want. I got to wait. Um, and they just, you know, it's, it's exhausting. Now, couple that with interest rates are higher, right? My payment on my $30,000, $40,000 vehicle is now up 100 bucks. It's just like, and gas has been higher. It's better now, but it has been higher. So the, 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 the consumer's like, you know what? I'm just going to wait. The people who are buying are the people who, who, who need to buy, who are really you know, in a position to, or to buy. Um, so what we're seeing is now a, a, a dealers with above average inventory cost um, and large SUVs, trucks that are just, they're not moving. You know, in, in many cases, you could go get a, that same late model, you know, one or two year old used car. You could go buy it new for the same price or maybe even less. Yeah. What are you going to do? That's now? where we're that's kind of where we're sitting. And um, it's pretty slow. Now, dealership profits are still really good. Um, in fact, you know, they've been great. Why for two is years. that? Why? Why? How are the deal? Right. How is that? Why are dealership profits still so good? So, so um, you've got the retail market and you've got the wholesale. They're completely different. And the consumers really don't have the insights into the difference between wholesale and retail um, that dealers do. And dealers do a really good job of creating uh, urgency and um, selling. So, you know, you go to the, the Chevy store and you see that brand new white on gray suburban with all the bells and whistles and you you everybody's saying you can't get one so now they can charge more you know it's it's a couple thousand bucks but you do that over 24 months over you know 2000 cars a year it's a lot of money plus the the financing and the the dealerships are doing a ton of service right so we know that the sales rates have slowed down so the consumers are heading to get their cars fixed I mean, I got a hundred and thirty thousand mile car that I'm driving. I had just, I had to just put a freaking, you know, starter on it. I haven't put a starter on a car since I was fifteen years old, <laughs> right? Who does Usually, that in this business, you just get rid of it if it means right, you to go buy another car. I'm like, I don't want to buy a new one. So yeah, yeah, that's funny. So you're what you're seeing. So I in. Help me if I'm wrong, because I, sometimes I get things messed up. But it wasn't probably less than 12 months ago. Things are just going out of control. Price of used cars going high. The dealerships turning them off the lot, selling them fast. 
Uh, we can't get our hands on them fast enough. The new is slow, but everybody's excited because we're making good money on these used and you can't find any used cars, right? right. New or right. So now what are you seeing? So we're seeing, you know, dealerships are beginning to um, find their, their, their higher price, late model, you know, uh, say above average. I use the term above average unit cost or price. What I mean is like um, if I'm a Mercedes dealer, my average sale price might be $40,000. I'm now, my, my above $40,000 vehicles, my 50, 60, even $100,000 vehicles are real slow. My stuff that's below average, you know, 20,000 and under, th that's fine. There's always, there's a demand for affordability. Um, so dealers need to turn that inventory. They need their money back. Two, the payments on those cars are a lot higher. So I wish Paul was here because he's the smart guy when it comes to talking about payments. Yeah, Paul Machine. But uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, right, a $50,000 car, whatever, would have been, I don't know, call it uh, seven, eight hundred bucks a month. Now that car's pushing eight, nine hundred dollars a month for a payment. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Big so difference. They're having to lower the price of the vehicle to get the customer into the payment that they want. I got it. I mean, they're they're still selling though, right? Yeah. Still, the used cars are still there's still a demand, right? So good dealers are still turning their inventory. They're aggressive, um, you know. But there's a, a bunch of dealers who have, you know, rested on their laurels. You know, wasn't it hasn't been hard to sell cars for the last two years. Yeah, you know, you, as long as you had something that was nice, people came in and bought it. Well, I heard uh, I heard this term. I think it came from Jason Rice. Yeah, he was doing his latest update, and he said he was talking to dealers, of course. But he says, "Tell me if I'm wrong, but I think it's lean and clean. You want to be yeah. lean and clean right now, or clean and yeah. lean, one of those two." Right. So you don't want any water, right? You want to if you have the 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 fresher you can be, right? The the average days <clears throat> in inventory, right? So you take all of your cars how old they are and divided by the number of cars, you get your average days of in inventory. The lower you can be, right, the closer you are to par, the closer you are to today's market. So historically, those guys who have been doing this more than 20 years will know, Labor Day is usually, you know, marks a lot of different things in this world and it marks the beginning of fall. I've always said, you know, fall is when the prices of cars fall. We're gonna see a significant adjustment here starting in September, uh, probably November, December, all the way through early spring. Um, smart dealers will begin to aggressively retail out of their inventory. That's what I'm seeing right now. Dealers are ag aggressively lowering prices and remarketing. They're not running to, historically you would run to the auction, flip out of that car and flip into something at, at today's price. I'm not seeing that because the selection at the auction isn't very good. I think hmm. a dealer is more reluctant to hold on to the vehicle that they have. Now, that doesn't mean I've been on this show before and I've talked about, hey, transporters, big dealership groups, they're moving inventory from one store to the next, right? They're not, they're going to say, hey, the car's been at, at store A for 60, 70 days. Let's move it over to store B. That car's got to get from one store to the next. Yeah. Yeah. I've done that a lot in my years in business and it's weird how it works because it actually works. So I got yeah. another one. All right. So what are you seeing on phasing out of ice to ev do you have some dealerships <clears throat> talking about this Not I, I don't it's, uh, i don't think you you know we we're, we're seeing a lot of 
uh, dealers, franchise dealers have a lot of success in selling EVs. Um, there's not enough data on my side to say that, you know, this is a huge success. They're, they're, the grosses are good. People are happy. I know that there's a lot of talk now on like, okay, if I'm going to go buy a Chevy Volt, how do I know I'm getting one with a good battery? That's like the thing to do now, right? Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> uh, yeah. I see the car has 100,000 miles, but what does that mean? Is the battery going to last me 10,000 or another and 20, Everybody's saying what you said. I mean, IARA at the Industry mm -hmm. Advancement Committee, same thing. We don't have enough data on the batteries to mm -hmm. know, which, yeah. is, which right. is pretty wild because that's actually why I like bringing it up. This is a time capsule. In five years, we won't be saying this. No, there's there's definitely everyone's working on the technology. You know, we saw it last year at Used Car Week. Um, it was one of those, uh, you know, best ideas that they they ran. The guy has a tester for the battery. I think it's it's brilliant. Um, that'll be good because it'll really affect the value. You know, it'll oh, become is that a, right? So somebody's yeah. got a good battery tester. Oh yeah, there's there's several of them out there now, but they're all oh. small. You know, the, the OEMs are still working. They're the last to worry about used cars. They're only worried about selling the new. You know, they, mm -hmm. they're not worried about the used car side of it. Um, mm -hmm. That'll be down to somebody who's, you know, some entrepreneur who's innovative. You know, we'll have to build a product and sell it out to <coughs> Mannheim or ACV or something. We'll see what happens. I wanted to go back to the auction real quick. You mentioned the auction uh, <clears throat> in your dealers, moving cars, flipping cars auction. But when it comes to sourcing inventory, um, you know, the auction's always been my favorite place to go. There's also places like ACV, Backlot Cars. There's uh, Max Digital. You guys, do you guys help acquire cars out of what we call, what you call, not we, the lane? Do you do that as well? <clears throat> yeah, so, well, we, um, because we have dealers' sales history, we make recommendations, stocking recommendations based on their sales history. So okay. I use the analogy all the time. You know, your kids like to eat Cheerios, uh, rice checks, and uh, Frosted Flakes, right? And uh, there's, you got one box of Cheerios left, you got to have a box of uh, Rice Krispies, and you ate the, 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 the Frosted Flakes. So what do you got to go buy, right, based on your sale rate? You know, because if, uh. if you bought too much of one thing, you'll have one left over. So we help dealers, based on their sale rate, um, know what cars to buy, know what levels to stock, and then we, we go out and help them find the cars. We've got integration uh, with ACV. We, we have run lists from Mannheim, Odessa, um, OVE, um, Dealer Block. You know, so we, we help them find the cars that are online. The problem is the cars that are hitting the auction these days, they're older and they're mileier, right? They're, they're, they're just like everything else out there. It's, um, I think we'll see a big influx of cars hit the auction this, summer, this fall. But it's going to be uh, enterprise cars with high miles and Avis and Hertz. You know, they got to flip out of their cars. So on yeah. that, where are enterprise and Avis getting the cars to replace those? Are they getting? Are the new cars coming in? Yeah, I mean, right. So they're they're taking in some new cars, but they're they're also going out and aggressively buying still, you know, dealer trades and things like that that they're finding um, out there. Yeah. One of those companies made a big deal with Tesla. I thought it was the Model yeah, so 3 right. or something. So yeah. Hertz, didn't Hertz cut a deal with <clears throat> Tesla? You know, oh, they're always trying to cut deals with the OEM. It, it's my experience. I'm not an expert in this field, but the OEMs would prefer to retail the cars. Right now, they get more money for them, right? 
they do have their franchisees. They need to uh, follow up on their commitments. Um, selling cars to fleet companies, they don't make the kind of money on them that they do when they sell them to dealers and and, to, and retail them. So I think the the fleet, you know, the fleet deals that'll they won't come back to next year, maybe even later. Is, is my guess. So we're going to see rental car companies continue to buy used cars for the foreseeable future. And I want to say this that. In the times I've been near rental car companies, because I sometimes check them out, I always see lots of car haulers. It's very mm -hmm. interesting to me. Yeah. And I want to pull them over, like, where are you guys going? Where are you taking yeah. these cars? Yeah. Right? I mean, they, right. They usually, so I worked for Enterprise back in the early 90s. We bought the cars brand new. You, you had to hold them for a certain amount of time, three, six, nine, 12 months, and or X amount of miles. And as soon as they were done, you could flip them out and you had to sell them. Now, they wanted you to sell them back to the dealers, but you sold them where you could get the most money. Today, they're buying them with 10, 20,000 miles on them, and they're running them to 50, 60, 70,000 miles. And they're having to do re, you know, recon on them, right? Tires, brakes, a starter, <laughs> right? <laughs> These are things that they're out of warranty. They're having to do. So it's a whole different business model for them. I don't envy them. Um, I happen to see the enterprise guy at a... At a at, the, at a Honda store a couple of weeks ago, and and the the, the used car manager is like, dude, like where, you know, you're trying to sell me a Taurus with 120,000 miles on? Like, what do I need that car for? Wow, that is weird. Okay, so uh, I know I'm the auction guy. I keep hammering on the auction, but when you're in there with your used car manager and you're talking about inventory, are you seeing because? used to you know you and i've had this conversation we we had our same three auctions four auctions we hit every week right and we would either have a buyer there or we would go ourselves. yeah uh, covid comes around now we're buying online because we can't go so are you where do you see or, or even do you see where the bulk of the inventory is being sourced from is there percentages breakdowns or does it even matter what do you mean, like online versus in the lane? What do you, yeah. What do you mean? Like auction. Yeah. Like, so did, is, are your guys still buying from a physical auction, whether that's <laughs> online or physically going? And so a lot of auctions are, are running, right? The, yeah. They are driving the cars back over the lane, but uh, guys are just b bidding remote from their desk. Okay. Because you, know? you can you can now, you know, you, Ty, you used to be able to go to, I would drive up from Memphis and go to 166 auto auction, and I could probably come home with 10 cars. Yeah. There's no way a guy could go and get 10 cars out of 166 right now. It just going to be too much. So he's got to like, you know, he's got to be yeah. able to hit 166, uh, you know, every Tuesday. When is it? When is 166 on, on Wednesday? Uh, there's Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Like there's, yeah. So I got to be able to hit every Thursday sale in the country. Yeah. You know, if it's Seattle, if it's Salt Lake. So, right? yeah. if, you know, you just I can made a case, my desk. That you just made a case why you need digital auctions. Oh yeah, no, the, right. Whoa. The digital auction is is here to stay. Um, <laughs> to think otherwise is crazy. Um, so, uh, but this is cool. So you've been on here for a long time. We've been friends for a long time. And I'm just now putting these pieces together. I'm sorry. Okay. But you're saying that if I'm if I'm a dealer and I use Max Digital, <clears throat> you've got access to these whether it's what on an API, but these auctions look. You can, I'm a dealer. I can get a hold of Max Digital. I can, I want Tauruses today. I can do Tauruses. I can show you this. where, right. If you, if you need Tauruses, if we want to recommend Tauruses for you, because you sold a bunch, we can, we can go find them for you. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. There, there's just, a lot of software out there that does that. You know, we've had our good buddy Sky 
from yeah. uh, auction. Uh, no, he's uh, Scott uh, One View. Sky Holman. Yeah, one, Sky auction, Holman. One auction View, right? His yeah, product yeah. does that. Um, you know, uh, ACD has a product out called Sam. You know, a smart acquisition manager. It searches all over ACV whenever a car that pops up that, that you've designated you need it. It serves it up to you. I mean, there's tools out there that do it for you. But, you know, you'll be I'll, in Memphis and you'll see there's a car in Chicago at this minute. There's a car over in Pittsburgh right here. I mean, there's a car over in Springfield, Missouri. Right? Oh, yeah. one over in Birmingham. It's like you're buying from everywhere nowadays. You're not just buying at, at, at your favorite wow. lane on Thursdays. I okay. just, I, I just want to say this. Newsflash. I hadn't heard of this before. Sam, dude, this is new. You just said ACV mm -hmm. unveils Smart Acquisition Manager. Right. That is news just July. Right, yeah. Wow. So we, so this is a product they've been testing for a while, but they just rolled it out for any ACV customer. Um, so for eight, if you're not familiar with ACV, you, it, it's a, it goes all day. It doesn't stop, right? You can, if you're a seller, you can launch your car at any time. Some guys like to launch them at 6, 7 o'clock at night. Um, as a buyer, that can be a little frustrating, right? Well, I got my kid's soccer game. I'm, I don't want to be having <laughs> to worry about buying cars. So you you can set a um, you work with this Sam, and it sets all these filters up based on the um, condition report, certain year make model trims, and it'll only alert you to those cars, as opposed to having to sit there and scroll through and go, oh, that's a car I want, and that's a car I want. It cuts down a lot of the work for you. I actually, wow. well, I was wondering, right, how, right, oh. that you so that, again, the technology, you've got a digital buyer mm -hmm. working for you, and you can, yeah, enjoy the soccer yeah. game. But so, see, yeah, this so is, I, this, I see ahead. the ad, right, that's the ad. Now, this is where it gets really cool, but, okay, so I'm hearing that, and I'm like, talk about a transportation nightmare, but, oh, wait, as Tim kept talking, like, ACV has the solution to the transportation nightmare. We can give you... There's a car in Chicago and Pennsylvania and mm -hmm. California, but we also have the transportation solution for that problem, which is the ACV carrier app, I believe. Right, is that the carrier right? app. I mean, I, I, you know, listen. I got it. And the transporter's at the same mm -hmm. soccer game, and he gets a notification <laughs> right, that he's picking right, he up can, another car tomorrow. Right, he can load up his load board on his mobile phone while he's watching his kid play soccer. Dude. Wow. You know, and so wow, he knows wow. on Monday morning, he knows he's got to head to Pittsburgh shoot back over to Chicago, back down over to uh, Joplin, and he comes over to Memphis, and he's done. He's got the street car. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's – see, that's, this is what's interesting. And then, is then the scores going. a goal, and everybody's in a Gatorade, and it's ACB. Yeah. ACB yeah. party. Yeah. Well, Love it. And so that's um, – because really, I, I, I would think – and I've talked to a couple of dealers at the NIADA. We started talking about how – you know, kind of leading the witness, you know, I'm like, hey, how's it been going buying online? Oh, gosh. <laughs> so and I asked a couple of them, I think even on this live channel, I think I was like, well, have you heard of ACV? No. Well, you know, there's there's a solution for that problem out there. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there's a there's a lot to learn with you guys. Yeah, so, <laughs> right. The, you know, the, um, when you know, inventory availability has remained pretty flat, pretty steady. Um, as soon as we start to see new car inventories come back, that's when we'll see wholesale pickup, um, you know, it, and auctions will start to, to ramp up. And I think you'll see a big difference in the way people buy um, 
when that time comes. Live chat question for you, Tim. Okay. I found 11 repos on a lot. All windshields have dates from July. I inquired if they were for sale. They're still not processed yet. Tim, mm -hmm. any idea why? So, um, one of the uh, biggest challenges today for dealers is collecting titles. It is a, um, it's manual labor. It requires, right? It does require somebody to literally, you know, take the piece of paper, put it, sign it, do all the correct odometer statement, things like that, and put it in an envelope, right, properly, and get it over to the next person so that they can buy it. Um, it's a very antiquated um, and labor-intense process that um, historically hasn't paid a lot of money. So we're seeing a big lag in producing titles. That's I just, just on the on the physical side. Yeah. I want I want to say I happen to know somebody in title and registration, and yeah, yeah there's blood on the walls in that. Place. Yeah, they hate it. It's terrible. It's crazy. It's worse. Yeah, yeah, it's awful. Second, all the rules, you know, all the laws and rules of the different states. It's so confusing. Um, so it is causing a lot of angst. So all that news you read about Carvana, right, losing their dealer licenses in different states, it's because they're not producing the titles. Um, it's a it's a best practice of many dealers not to retail a car until you have the title. Um, doing retailing a car without the title is a very slippery slope. Nikes. Mm -hmm. wow. Okay, so let's do projection for our next meeting next month. What and, do you, what are you seeing? And if you have any show and tell, but I'm handing it back oh, to you. Yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we're good. We've had a full show, but you know, I don't know. Or you maybe, can go. I'm learning a lot. Could, this is great. Maybe we could um, we could bring in the guys from the ACV uh, um, the research department, and they could share with you guys some of the new things they're doing on the inspection side. Can we? We've got open cool spots that, coming up. How cool would that be to talk? Dude. So one of the things they do that's different is their inspection process. Um, mm. I think that would be a pretty unique thing to for the guys to, to see. Um, and follow that up with the transport guys, because I know that your, your guys are all transporters. Love them to death. We can't we can't do it without you guys. Okay, don't think otherwise. Just because yeah. the used car manager snapped your head off doesn't mean he doesn't like you. It's just the way it goes. <laughs> That's right. You don't right? don't have soft skin in this game, kids. Yeah, I, I do. I, I feel bad. I was I was at the same Honda dealer, and he the used car manager, he, the transporter came in and just wanted to drop the keys off, and ah, not now. I'm like, come on, man. This guy's got, this poor transporter has got to go, dude. It's 110 degrees outside, so I feel for you, fellas. Um, yeah, keep your head well, we're making a difference, and I think the dealers are are starting to really understand too. Because you know these when the dealer, I I can't imagine how they have managed to buy cars, especially single units in different states from where they're located and the challenges they've had. I would say that there's probably this kind of new developing appreciation for the transport guy, yeah. and so you're right. You're absolutely right. Do you remember the days where you used to be able to go buy a truckload of like cars at a time, like Dodge Neons or Mitsubishi oh, Lancers? Remember those days? I love the Neons. Do, oh do we, man! Do we even have the transporters, like the, the 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 guys with the CDLs, to do that today? I don't think we do. No, and you bring up a great point. There's a in our group. We we we're friends with a lot of different characters. So in our group, we're friends with the re, what we call the repo gang. Yeah. And uh, there's Brianna Cox, and she's pointing out this company primeritus jay is that right yeah so uh primeritus financial services she says is a freight forwarder and there's been a lot of activity in the ara and other associations about 
you know, we always talk, you got to pay, you got to pay your service vendor. We talk about carriers, but in this case, yeah, she's saying repo agents aren't getting paid and it's slowly putting people out of business. <clears throat> she knows at least one carrier that where I was going with this was is the people with the money, the lenders, the financial institutions, the remarketers, those guys that got the money. I don't think, and I brought this up in a committee meeting at uh, IARA in Nashville two weeks ago. said, you know, you guys are talking about EVs and that's great, but do you understand that the the carrier base is dwindling away at a really rapid pace? I mean, these, these guys, guys are, are doing other. They're going to do back. other things. Just, well, the yeah. crazier part is, is it used to be <clears throat> one leaves ten to twenty are right behind them coming in. The guys that I've been talking to, it's one leaves. Now we're down to maybe five coming in, yeah, and they, they don't last. So the turnovers three to six months, and they're out. Yeah. So I would feel uh, <clears throat> if I were a big financial company and I'm remarketing, I, I would be a little concerned. Yeah, so it's going. Yeah, go ahead. Well, but that's the thing is that age-old problem, nobody cares. I mean, they just, until there's nobody to move your stuff, right? nothing's going to happen. Yeah. You know, but I, see, I, where Tim, what Tim's saying, and I, and I think Tim really does, in my opinion, I think Tim speaks for the dealer. And I think the dealer understands, I really need to make sure I've got that relationship with that carrier or that broker and I, and I take care of it. I, I really well, think that the that's dealer the, does, yeah. but does the consigner not yet, but no, I think, you know, they're, they're the ones that are going to feel the pain and that's just my opinion. But I, I think well, if they don't clean their act up, it's going to be a rough and they're gonna, Well, and they're going to be looking at their service provider that said, Oh yeah, yeah, we have trucks. We got it covered. Well, yeah. Unless the wholesale, and this, Tim, it would be a great conversation for another day, but the, the wholesale market, the way that I think you saw it and I saw it in this business, the years that we've been in it, was you see a, a, you know, a bulk of whether it's enterprise cars or uh, <clears throat> what are those, uh, the Nissan and the Dodge? Yeah, off-lease vehicles. Yeah, yeah off-lease, yeah. yeah. And you just, I'd get the phone call, Ty, we got 200 of them, we need to move mm-hmm. them 300 miles, go to the next right. just keep Yeah. Maybe the technology comes to a place where we don't have to move those. Yeah. Well, I don't, you're not going to have to move them twice. That's a good conversation. You're I think you're only going to move them once. I think companies like ACV will go and inspect the car where it's at and sell it from there and just move it. I don't think you're going to have to take it from where it's at, move it to the auction and then move it to the seller. I think you've lost one move. And I see, so I believe that that's going to be the solution to the remarketing people who are treating the repo people (laughs) back. Yeah. And then the carrier gets so the way that it works in our world, transportation wise, is some big money company, whoever it is, bank, institution, they've got all the money, all the cars, and that's where they're always watching that melting block of ice closer than anybody, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. So if now we've got supposedly this record number of repos laying around, they're going to come into the market. The repo company people, they've had it with the lending institutions because the rates suck, that everything sucks. Mm-hmm. Bad. Those guys have been fighting for a long time. Well, the big money people can just go to somebody like ACV and say, I don't care. Just leave them in a field wherever. Right. Right. We'll come in. We'll inspect them and we'll have them. Now, the problem will be to the guy who made the comment, where's the title? <laughs> yeah. We, that we, we, that's be, another show, too. That's the where, Where's the title? That's a great title? show. I'll buy the car, but where's oh the title? Oh, my gosh. Where's Jay, the title? Jay, write that one down. Seriously. Yeah, I'm gonna write can, that's that's that. a huge one. What am I, my All new right. meme? Where's the title? 
Yeah, that title. That's Tim's new meme. Yeah, that's okay. So we're gonna meet in a we're gonna meet in a month, right? And we're gonna you're gonna come back, and I think we're gonna try to bring some ACV guys on. Does that sound right? Yeah, I'll 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 call my guys. They're in the bunker now, just working on secret stuff. So we want. I would like your 30 day prediction, your forecast for the next 30 days. Uh, Steady declines in wholesale, dealers gripping, um, customer. You know, consumer confidence is no different or on autos. You know, it's the same. You know, uh, we're, we're at a very, we're at a holding pattern. Okay. It's just, That's yeah, you good. Know. So in 30 days, we'll come back and we'll look and it'll probably yeah, be about Prices will be down. You know, we, we got to get machine on here to explain the prices. That guy, that, that's what we need to do. Okay. Well, we might, well, why don't we bring your ACV guys on? We'll give them five, 10 minutes and we'll right. try to snag Perfect. Paul. Is that cool? All right. All right. I like it. Thanks, Tim. Hey, you guys are great. Enjoy your summer. Thank you so much. Happy fall, y'all. We'll uh, see you next time, all right? Thanks, Tim. Thanks. Thanks. See you, buddy. Thanks, Tim. All right. I'll put you back in the... Oh, good. So, um, I just want to say this is that in the live chat, Vance says, so how do we small operators reel in hauling OEM units without being leased on to HAL, Proficient, Supreme... Any ideas? Well, that's a good question. And I'm going to go way out in left field and speculate. But this, if you if you look at the current trend, what's the current trend? The OEM is trying to go directly to retail. So if the OEM is going to try to go directly to retail, how about the OEM go directly to the carrier? Or they become, they become their own logistics managing company, right? So it's Ford Transportation or whatever the case may be. And they're you know, the broker now. I love your answer because it seems like more technology companies are trying to figure out how to connect the carrier to the shipper without all the stuff in between. Yeah. And what I, you just I don't said know that, it's yeah. that model. Right. Yeah, it really does. And the, so what would drive that decision is based on what we're currently seeing. And that's what I always say to you. If anybody wants to be a car hauler, all you got to do is go watch the used car market. Go, go watch that guy's lot. And you can learn so much or the transport parking lot at the auction. But the reason I say this is because if you're watching the news like Jay and I do on LinkedIn and you're watching the OEM and you're watching the used car and the auctions, you really, the OEM is right now literally trying to take over retail. But until and, until that happens, Vance, because I understand Vance is like, that's great, you guys. But, you know, I got to work today. I can't wait till 2025. Well, how about, Vance, how's your Rolodex on all of those companies? You know, do you have 20 full load companies that you can contact, like Midwestern, Brothers? Well, yeah, know? see, this is, but this until, and you're right. So what's the future? Well, I could easily predict or say, speculate live, the OEMs will become their own transport company. There's one. Two is, is we'll never know. So what happens already, here's what I do know. These big guys, the Proficients, the Virginias, the United Roads that have these new car contracts, I know for a fact if it's three cars going to three different cities all within 50 miles apiece, they're not going to throw that on their stinger. That's where you come in as the little guy. So going up with you, call them a broker, call them a carrier, whatever. Most of the bigger carriers are also brokers. They get the, the download on this spot buy 
that's where guys like you come in. So reaching out to those people that already have an existing contract, I think would be the way to go for the short term. Well, and I was just thinking, this is where that silly little list I put together, top 50 auto transport businesses, I'm going to try to find that, not if we're living on the load boards. That's a, well... <laughs> Vance, right. Vance just dropped the bomb in the live chat. Not if we were living mm. on the load boards. Living right. well, on the load and it, boards, and that's a good point too, Vance. It really is because yeah. um, my my way of thinking has shifted and it's continued. So Jay Jay started this show five years ago. I didn't know what a dispatcher was from his perspective. So anyway, we've we both grown together to kind of see as much as we can. But where I'm going, what I'm saying is, is the the, the mindset that I've always had and I'll keep having, which is 100% relationships, go and talk to the dealer, go and talk to the auction. That's where I would go. People don't have the ability to do that. First, used to say, just go to the load board. Today, I'm saying more and more, I'm saying go to pre-owned auto logistics. The thing that's different go about to the, the broker that's got the cars that takes care of people. And I talked to a guy uh, yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. Uh, Sykes to Missouri, really great phone call, just random, because if you need anything, just call Ty, 417-483-2764. But uh, this guy calls, He's he's been working for these bigger brokers hauling these new cars, and he's kind of not really too excited about it. Oh, we called about how are these guys transporting cars on Central Dispatch for 60 cents a mile. He wasn't happy about it. That's the guy I sent you, it was Daryl Hall. Remember I sent you a text? That's who it is. He's going to call in on the 13th. The Tuesday night oh, show. Good. Yeah. Oh, good. Daryl Hall. Okay, good. Yeah. He was really upset about the somebody's taking these cars. I'm like, dude, 60 cents back when I dude. back when I had my trucks and I'd never used Central Dispatch. We would post stuff just based on 35 cents, 32 dude. cents. I'm like. Dude, well, we shared <laughs> on Dispatching Live yesterday. I mean, there was a major broker posting trucks for 39 cents a mile to the carrier. Ooh. And I mean, it's, and, and, oh. I mean, it's, here's the problem. It's September. If that's oh. the post in September, what are they going to pay in December? Like 20 mm. cents a mile. Not to mention, uh, transportation <clears throat> providers, what? Truckers live 16 years less. Was that, Amp- were the, do you know if those were new trucks? Did you happen to notice? You know, like- you, I don't remember. Eh. I don't think they were because I think it was two different. I don't even know. Uh. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter, but it does matter because, um, yeah, I could talk. We can talk about yeah. that another show. But the, the, I guess what I'm saying, Vance, back to, uh, you know, what what's the future look like? I, I still go to the, the the number one, which is is go make sure everybody in your neighborhood knows who you are, what you do, and where you go. So this guy, that's why I brought up the Sykeson guy because I'm familiar. I'm in from Missouri. I've done some business in Sykes and there's nothing in Sykes except Copart guys who buy that stuff from Copart and IA. And nobody wants to go get their stuff. So I told the guy, don't go talk to them unless you want to do uh, in-ops. And he's like, no, I hate in-ops. And I know exactly who you're talking about. It's a really funny conversation because I'm like, there's there's Carmarts over there. Go talk to Carmart and ask them who their PA is. What's a PA? Purchasing agent. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. They're always needing somebody because nobody goes to Sykes Right. So, you know, you go talk to the local guys, you let them know who you are and you tell them I go to St. Louis, Memphis, Nashville and maybe Little Rock. Now, I know this because that's kind of my territory, my neighborhood. 
there's not too many guys in Sykeston that know who transports cars. And so I'm talking to Vance, I'm talking to anybody else. Where you live, go start with your local car dealer guys, go to the buy here, pay here guys, find out which auctions they go to. Those are the auctions that you go to, right? They need to know. I mean, I'm just, I'm telling you, go walk into a car dealer and ask them if they know who the local transport guy is. They don't have a local transport guy. You won't find it very often. There's an opportunity for you. Okay. And then number two would be if you can't do that or don't want to do that, go to the broker. Yeah. And we've got lists of brokers. Well, right? and that's what they think. Thank you. That's one of the things we've been saying that kind of brings it back home is that, yeah, if you can't go direct to the shipper, make a relationship with the broker because you will get contacted first before it hits the load board. Yeah. You if you, you do a good do job, that. you know, and then it's where well, we slide into That's some good of feedback, too. If your phone never rings and you got a big Rolodex, you need to just learn something. My ETA is my ETA may not be the (laughs) You might not post that on Facebook next time. I don't know why my phone's not ringing. I just said my ETA is my ETA. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, that was a good one. Um, Thank you, Tim. Always appreciate it. That was a good show. Uh, So have a great Labor Day weekend, and we'll be back on Tuesday night. We should have that show with uh, John Larrick and hiring car haulers we're still trying to put that show together so help me get a hold of john and you know for next tuesday after like in five days four oh, wow. days okay i know yeah. all right so, i'll get a hold of him i sent him a driver uh, i got a random phone call the other day sent one to him i'm telling you the carrier shows are the hardest ones to put together yeah well the busy guys you'd be surprised yeah, how much happens after busy. dark yeah and that's there's more that's why we're here. That's why we're here to help. So, all right, all right man. Good have to see you. Hope one. you get feeling better. Oh, Thank thanks, you. man. I appreciate it. All right, have a good one. Thank you. Bye. All right, see ya. All right, and so Ty has left the meeting. Uh, I want to thank everybody in the live chat. Thank you for saying hello and checking out ATI. I sure do appreciate it. Yep, got a bit of a, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I got. I'll be fine. You get some sleep. Drink some OJ. <laughs> And the show must go on. So thank you so much for joining us on ATI. We'll be back next week. We've got some pretty crazy stuff to get into next week. So join us on ATI. You'll look for more information coming after the weekend. Because uh, there's some stuff we just got to make sure we talk about. This is ATI Out of Business. My name is Jay. Thank you so much. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. And we'll see you soon. Peace out, everybody.